Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 317, Turkey Taxidermy, with Tanner Burns. And I am your co-host, and the guy who just started Operation Making bacon. And I am your co-host and the guy who has to learn how to sneak out of his house Saturday morning. This coming Saturday or this past Saturday? This coming Saturday. And we both are going operations, it sounds like. Yeah, we are <laughs> going stealth. So why are you sneaking out of the house? And do I need to just go ahead and tell Audrey you're going to be sneaking out? She knows I'm sneaking out. So this Saturday's opening morning of duck season here in Tennessee. And my Labrador retriever, who is my best friend and who I trained myself, he has some health issues that almost killed him earlier this year, and he can't go. Mm -hmm. And if he knows I'm going duck hunting without him, he will literally die 
from a broken heart. So I think my plan is to get up like normal because I go work out in the mornings anyway and let him out and then put him back in the bedroom and then go change in a separate room into my camo. Mm -hmm. Then sneak out. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. I I just can't. He knows when I put the camo on and grab my shotgun, he knows what that means. Yeah. (laughs) And I just, I can't do it to the poor guy because, I mean, that's what he lives for, you know. That's what he was born to do. Literally what he was born to do. And I can't let him know what I'm up to, but I'm still going to go. It's going to be weird hunting without him after hunting with him for two full seasons, but he'll be back in action come January. I just have to figure out how to sneak out to duck hunt for the month of December. Well, I hate that for him, but maybe you get him a season off work, off duty, and maybe his health issue will be healed and he'll be ready to go for next year. Yeah. Well, he'll he'll be able to hunt in January, so he'll get half a season. Okay. But it's his first half I'll have to do without him. But So there's my covert operation. Mm-hmm. What is Operation Making Bacon? Operation Making Bacon started Sunday around 3 p.m. when my dad and I completed my first hog trap building experiment. So, Have you had any visitors yet? (laughs) Nothing yet, but... How are you monitoring it? Trail cam. A cellular cam? Yes, sir. So if the camera sends you a picture of the whole sounder of hogs in the pen, do you have like a button you can press to let them have it? It just, I have some tannerite in the middle of the pen. That's what I'm talking about. With a bucket of bolts and nails on top of the tannerite. And I've got a contraption set up to fire a rifle into the tannerite. Dang. See... All remote. If you could, if you could figure out a way to where you get like one of those little boxes with the handle that pulls up mm-hmm. at home, and so then you run in there to Tammy like it's Operation Making Bacon, and then you press down on the lever, that would be sick. Just saying. I could do it in my Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Hasta la vista, babies. <laughs> Next trail cam picture is just like pieces of hog laying everywhere. And then it goes black because of all the shrapnel. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, good. Well, I hope you get them. It, you sent me a picture of the trap. It looked like it was really well made. So I have no doubt if you can lure them in there, it's going to be on for them. Yeah, I'm pretty confident the trap can hold them. And it's a matter of just getting them, like you said, luring them, luring them in there. And so it will happen as you know, it's just a matter of time and a matter of trial and error. And if they don't get educated in the process of the trial and error, then we'll be good. Yeah, well, I have faith in you, so I hope you hope you get them. Yeah, me too. There is a boar in that group. I'm just guessing because, you know, I have nothing to judge him by other than pictures. But I'm going to guess he's close to 300 pounds. Jeez. Yeah. That joker could tear you up if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. So Man. we'll see, and I'll keep you guys updated. Hopefully I'll have some bacon in the freezer before long. Yeah, I sure hope so. You know, I'm hoping in 80 days, 12 hours, and 52 minutes, you might have a little white meat to go with your bacon. 
something healthy to go with all that fat. That's what I'm talking about. A lean, mean goblin machine out of Utah would be a really good compliment to all that fatty bacon. If we can make that happen in Utah, that would be good. If not, I think I'm okay with it because I've already got my Utah bird. You don't have one, but I, I've got one. And then knowing that I am 114 days, 9 hours, 56 minutes, and 49 seconds from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama puts me a little bit at ease as well. Mm. Don't say that. We're, we're going to kill them in Utah, but that that is nice to hear. 114 we're really closing in, man. I know we say it every week, but it just seems like these episodes are rattling out quick. Weeks are passing by quickly. We got the holidays coming, so it'll really go kind of quick. And it's going to be here before we know it. It is. And, you know, I think this show helps to kind of satisfy the urge just a little bit because we get to talk to some really, really cool men and women and really good turkey hunters as well yeah we really do it is fun yeah when you talk to people who are just as passionate about the sport as you are and you get to do that every single week man it's it does make it go by quicker so speaking of that we have a great guest today and a this really was a lot of fun this interview was a lot of fun just like last week's was a lot of fun well, in the week before that. <laughs> all right. So they're all, they all are all, all good. fun. Yeah. <laughs> we but, just put out great, we put out great stuff. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Now there were a lot of laughs to be had on this one. It was a, it was a great interview. So we have a little turkey taxidermy talk going on today. And we have as our special guest, Tanner Burns with full draw taxidermy in west virginia IA on the show with us today and yeah, he, he was a great guest yeah yeah you know not only is he a taxidermist not only is he a turkey hunter but he is well into the throes of his super slam i can't even really yeah. say that because that's not exactly true he's on he's, the downhill yeah. slide he's a couple steps from being off the slide completely He's an inch away from home plate. Yeah. He lacks so. one state from completing his U.S. Super Slam. Yeah. And I got I got to thinking about that after our talk with him. As exciting as that would be. It would be depressing. It's got to be a little bit depressing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of, you know, we talk about that on there and he kind of hints it. Yeah. You know, he's going to miss a couple aspects of it. So that's going to be one thing, you know, for you and me, Lord willing, we'll both complete ours as well. And then we got to figure out what's next. You know, we, we got to stay driven. Can't just, okay, we did it. You know, cool. We'll just hunt at home now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. going to hunt, you know, just Tennessee now. I'm done. Yeah. I kind of feel like I want to finish it on out and take care of Canada, take care of the oscillated, take a two or three week trip to australia and since i'm going to be there just you know take a little puddle jumper over to new zealand finish yep. the kill there in new zealand and well then we'll maybe work on something different like try to do the impossible and kill a turkey in every county in the state of alabama there you go my, my next objective is going to be move to alaska change the climate enough to where it's conducive to turkeys transplant turkeys there 
and then kill one and be the first one to kill in all 50 states. Mm -hmm. How about that? Well, you might want to start working on getting some in Puerto Rico, too. Oh, so I can kill in all 51 states. That's right. <laughs> All right. What do you what do you say we hop into this episode? <laughs> Let's do it. You guys Get listen in and we'll see you on the other side. See y'all on the other side. Hey everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode. We have on the line with us tonight Tanner Burns from Full Draw Taxidermy. We're gonna talk to him not only about his artistic ability with taxidermy, but also he is attempting the US Super Slam and happens to be very, very close. So Tanner, how are you and where are you this evening? Hey, I'm doing great guys. Appreciate you you fellas having me on to, to talk some turkey. I'm in my shop as we speak. I got my AirPods in, and I'm skinning a bobcat, so I'm doing a little multitasking right now. <laughs> All right. That's a first, yeah. I think, on the show. Yeah, yeah. I believe you're right. <laughs> Do you guys have bobcat season, or is it open year-round? No, no. It, it comes in first week of November for trapping or rifle or, or shotgun or whatever, Yeah, and it stays in until the end of December, so you got about a two-month window where you can get you a cat and i think there i think you can kill six of them or trap six of them if i'm not mistaken okay hmm. yeah so you yeah. got a pretty healthy population oh yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah there's there's all kinds of cats here man they uh they're not they're they're, they're uh they're thriving out here in the hills that's for sure yeah good deal yeah Pretty cool so tell uh, me for the listeners how many states do you lack for your u.s super slam on wild turkeys yeah yeah, so I'm at, at 48. I just have Hawaii left. I didn't necessarily intend to have Hawaii as my last state. It's just kind of how things shook out. But yeah, so I just got Hawaii left. I've been working on my slam for oh a little less than a decade. I'd say I got serious about it probably about seven or eight years ago. I really went, you know, balls to the walls for the last seven or eight years after it. Yeah, man, looking forward to finishing things up in Hawaii March 1st, but yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy to, to think it's it's coming to a close. <laughs> yeah. What's next on the list after that? Man, I don't know. I definitely want to go up to Canada and kill one. I want to go to I want to go to Mexico and get my golds. Yeah. You know, maybe an oscillated eventually, but then uh man, I got a little boy and he just turned 1 today actually, but uh, I'm hoping he's going to let me drag him around the country for the next 20 years and do it again <laughs> once he's old enough to, to start hunting them. So I hope that's what's next. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's got a choice, man. It's happening. So he can, uh, <laughs> he can he's just going to have to, he's just going to have to accept it. Yeah. What's been your favorite part of the super slam so far? Is there a certain state that was just oh, amazing? Certain part of it you man, really enjoyed? Yeah. Well, I think just, uh, you know, not only seeing the country, but this is the relationships I've built along the way, man. And yeah. they're, you know, some, some of my best friends are, are guys doing the slam or, or turkey hunters and part of that is just because it's you know a serious turkey hunter man uh, the only people that can connect with them i feel like is another serious turkey hunter so yeah some of my best friends are are turkey hunters and and uh I, i'm really appreciative of the fact that i've got to meet those people and and i wasn't much of a traveler before my folks you know they aren't they they've not made it out of west virginia too many times i don't believe but found a love for traveling 
hunting turkeys and you know not only do i like to travel to hunt now but you know i like to like to travel in the summer with my wife and things like that and i'm not sure that would have ever happened if i hadn't started traveling around after after the turkeys so uh yeah. that's probably you know a couple of things the relationships i build and, and uh and traveling around is, is, is fun to me uh and i also like the the uh, i'm gonna miss man i like having my back against the wall with a couple of days, you know, headed to a state for a weekend or whatever, that's like the ultimate to me is, is yeah. heading somewhere with two day two days and trying to get it done. I'm gonna miss that. I love that. I love that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. What? Even though, you know, a lot of times it might take some something away from it because you're always going so fast, but I really I like the I like the aspect of, of only having a few days and trying to get it done. Yeah. It definitely gives you incentive to get up out of the bed as if turkey hunting there, alone wasn't enough, there, but you know, <laughs> it, and it's like, there's no wasting time. Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, it's lunchtime. So here's a sandwich in my vest and an apple or a banana or something. And I'm going to keep walking and, and scouting and calling yeah. and hunting. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's no, yeah. There's no going to, going to have lunch at, at Applebee's or something and taking the evening off that's for sure mm-hmm. and are you yeah. I, don't, I don't even know this guy's real name but Chubbs off the Penhody project <laughs> y'all are pals yeah Chubbs is my buddy man and I'll, I'll kind of try to condense this story as, as quick as I can but I met Chubbs when I was like oh god I think I was 19 years old and I was actually down on the on the national forest in Alabama, close to where Chubbs lives, and ended up meeting Chubbs down there through my high school gym teachers were big turkey hunters, man, like like serious turkey hunters. And they they traveled down to Alabama every spring for a couple of weeks and hunted down there. And they're actually who met they so even to go back even further, they met Chubbs when Chubbs was like and Chubbs' real name is Kenny Mount. Okay. I'm calling Chubbs, but but anyway, they met Kenny when he was like 12 and at that time I was I was a baby but anyway they had been going down there and they met Kenny in the National Forest and and they kind of took Kenny under their wing and basically taught Kenny how to hunt turkeys on the National Forest and public land and things like that so every year for probably 15 years when my gym teachers from my high school and from my elementary school went down there to hunt Kenny would go over and camp with them and and they would take him out and, you know, they taught him how to hunt and, and, and how they were doing things, which is a little bit different and kind of the style that you see Dave Owens and, and Kenny Hunt on the Penhody project is not your, not your normal style, but that's how the, the fellas, my gym teachers hunted. But so they became really good friends over the years. And finally I got them talked into letting me come down and, 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 hunt with them at this turkey camp when I was 19 years old because I was really interested in it and mm-hmm. uh, went down there and uh, actually ended up going out hunting with Kenny one day. And by this time, Kenny was probably 33 or 34 and Kenny was, you know, he's he's a master turkey hunter and, and he was at that point. And I realized the first time I went with him, I said, man, I have, if there's any way I've got to spend as much time as I can with this guy because he is, he's on a different level. And for whatever reason, man, and by the grace of God, he just took a liking to me. And he took me out a couple times that first that first year in Alabama that I went down there. I went back the next year, and we went out a couple times. And, and towards the, the end of that trip, he said, hey, man, I'm going to South Dakota here in a couple of weeks. He said, why don't, you, why don't you come with me? And I'd never traveled anywhere outside of just from West Virginia to Alabama at that point. And, uh, man, 
I went out to South Dakota with him out to the Black Hills, and that's when that's when the fire really got lit after after I went out there and chased them, chased the the Miriams out there in the hills, and the rest is history. I think in the next two years, Kenny started his Super Slam after that, and and I was still traveling around with him, but I had no intentions to do the Slam, and before you know it, I've got like ten or fifteen states in, and you know he's a thirty couple by then, and that's when I started really getting serious about it. Yeah, and 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 here we are in present day but that's the kind of the shortened story of how i know him <laughs> yeah very cool yeah 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 so now he comes up he's done with his slam he finished it in 2018 but he came up this spring to west virginia and hunted and and uh, we always try to take a couple trips together every year and he's he's going to be in hawaii when when i hopefully finish this thing up because i told him uh, we talked on the phone there not too long ago and i said man you you got to be there when I finish it. And he, you know, of course he's going to come. So it's going to be uh, hopefully it'll be a special trip. Very yeah. cool. That'll be awesome. Yeah. 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 So I'm so, uh, I'm forever in debt to that fella for sure. So for your business, if we do have any listeners who are in West Virginia, how could someone contact you or, or ship? Can, can people ship turkeys to you to mount? Yeah. Yeah. We take frozen turkeys in. So, best way to get a hold of me is through Facebook or Instagram and my handle on both those is this full draw taxidermy. And then we can kind of go over the, the, the process for, for shipping a frozen bird. But we actually, actually have a video that's coming out here in the next week or two that I did with Dave Owens from the Penhody Project, or it probably will come out closer to spring. But anyway, we did a video on how to skin a turkey. Like if you're on a trip and you want to get it mounted, how to break one down and skin one for a mount or for shipping. So be on the lookout for that video on the on the Penhody Project's YouTube page here in in, uh, in the next couple months. Cool. Yeah. And, and yeah, when you skin one like that, I actually was planning to ask you this because one uh-huh. of my biggest hesitations to mounting a turkey is I really enjoy eating them. So oh, the yeah. way you're saying oh, yeah. the video is going to show, you can actually get the meat and still mount your bird. Oh yeah, that's the best thing about it because you know people that don't know how to skin them, you have to ship it to its hole. And then, uh, and then of course, a lot of times I end up keeping the meat for myself and, <laughs> and giving it to and giving it to friends or my wife. She's pretty selfish about turkey meat. She doesn't like to share it. But yeah, that's a good thing about it, man. Once once you know how to skin one, then you can you can keep all the meat, and it's actually you know better than uh, once you get all that skin off there. You can really get every every morsel off of there. So. It's a uh, it's a good thing to know for sure, especially if you're a yeah. I'll man. be I'll be watching that for sure because that, that's been one big hindrance for me for mounting a turkey is is the yeah because you don't want to lose the meat yeah yeah seriously I I love getting the meat off yeah. my bird so that that was a big deal oh, for me. yeah yeah absolutely yeah that's it's it's going to help a lot of people out because there's not really a whole lot on uh you know out there to to even show people how to do it so I think it'll I think it'll help a lot of people especially as much as people are starting to travel and. And things like yeah. that with, with turkey hunting. It's getting bigger and bigger every year, it seems like. For sure. How did you get into taxidermy? Oh, well, I've always been an avid hunter. And um, I guess when I was in high school, I started doing European skulls for people. Yeah. Just on the side. It's like a little high school side gig. And when I went to college, I'm a school teacher as well. And in between my undergrad and my master's, you know, people always have side gigs with teaching because you got the whole summer off and, you know, have pretty good hours. But I knew that taxidermy would be something that I would want to do on the side. And since this has turned into a whole full-blown business and 
a lot of times I say I'm a full-time taxidermist and I teach on the side now. But anyway, kind of, you know, the European mount is kind of how I got into it. But then I went to taxidermy school in Thompson Falls, Montana, when I think I was 19 or 20, and uh, came back and started the business from scratch. You know, it's just one of those things, word of mouth, and it's gotten bigger every year. And, you know, this spring we took in 80 turkeys and close to 100 and some deer and 30 couple bears. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's expanding rapidly, it seems like. Yeah. So you're a yeah. school teacher for the J-O-B. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you still manage to turkey hunt and kill in four to five states a year. <laughs> So do uh, yeah, tell a little yeah. bit about that, please. Yeah, so with teaching, we, we have spring break. we got a week for spring break that I'm able to travel. Mm-hmm. Our school usually lets out the 24th of May, so I always have a trip over Memorial Weekend there at the end of May as well. Okay. And then I usually have a week of, of uh, personal time that I can finagle and take there. So usually I get three weeks, three close to three full weeks in the spring that I'm able to go and travel around so that's kind of how i do it with our spring break and with school ending when it does before memorial weekend and then but you know when i was doing there's been some some years where i've done like nine or ten or i think one year i did 11 or 12 and a lot of those were i was flying somewhere on a on a friday night and and getting there and and hunting saturday sunday and maybe i was able to take a a day on monday but a lot of those were three-day weekends or a lot you know when before I got so deep into it and I could drive to a lot of places, it was nice because I'd just take a two or three day weekend and drive somewhere. But then when I started getting, you know, states everywhere, I would have to fly there. So there was a couple really hectic springs there where I would fly somewhere on, you know, just for the weekend. And my wife said, you're, you're freaking nuts. I'm like, you don't have to tell me. I already know. Yeah, yeah, man. If you had been my teacher in high school or middle school, whatever you're teaching, (laughs) we wouldn't have accomplished much in class because me and you'd be in the corner (laughs) strategizing the whole time. (laughs) Oh, I got some kids like that, man. They they try to get me off on turkey tangents. I know how they operate. I teach sixth graders, so they try to get me (laughs) off track all the time. It yeah. wouldn't be hard to get me off track if they started talking turkey and be like, all right, you're silent yeah. this week. Go hear a gobble. Come back. <laughs> Tell me where he was. That's right. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, man. They can learn more in the woods they can in there anyway. Does yeah. it not kill you every morning in the spring when the season opens in West Virginia that you're at work and oh i go every morning i, I got okay. I, I got it finagle man i got a couple properties where i can hunt our birds usually hit the ground in our in our neck of the woods they usually hit the ground if you know it's good weather conditions about about 10 after 6 or six fifteen, and i don't have to be at school till seven forty. so i usually got about an hour and 15 minutes to mess with them yeah. so i usually get my i usually get my two killed before school through the week but roosting's a big part too because you know when you have mm-hmm. uh when you only have an hour to mess with them i have to have the perfect turkey to go in after so i'll yeah. go roost almost every i'll go roost almost every evening during our season and once i get one that's in a good spot or i know he's by himself then then i'll go in for the attack and, and try and get one before school but and then, but you know for the last you know eight years every weekend i uh, i'm going somewhere so i haven't got gosh i can't tell you besides this year with covid 
I can't tell you the last time I got like a full weekend to hunt West Virginia. It's always just drive-bys in the morning, you know, just, yeah. just real quick hunts. Yeah. yeah, so it's uh this this year was nice because we were off school with COVID, so I got to hunt the whole season in West Virginia. Man, it was it was cool, and you know a bunch of my buddies came up and Chugs came up, but it was it was a season unlike anything that I've got to do in West Virginia for a long, long time since I was a kid. Yeah, what cool. what states did you mark yeah. off the list this past season? This past spring? Uh, let's see. So I started things off in uh, Oklahoma and Arkansas. I had to do Oklahoma and Arkansas. I did that, uh, I guess that would have been the first part of April, right there around mid-April. And then um, at the end, or first part of May, I went up to the Northeast in Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. So that was five. And then I flew to Oregon over Memorial Weekend and, uh, and knocked out Oregon. So that was... Uh, that was my six from the spring, I think. I don't think I'm missing any. I think that was, yeah, six of them this spring. But, yeah. Cool. What a year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was a good one. It was a good one. I even made it, you know, obviously I hunted West Virginia, and then I even made it up to Pennsylvania at the last part, too, so I got to hunt PA, too. I was kind of close enough where I can jump up there and drive up the PA, you know, within within a reasonable time to, to hunt if I fill my West Virginia tags. And, again, man, with COVID and me not having to teach school uh, i was able to drive up the pa and, and and get a bird up there at the at the end of may too so it was uh, another one for the books man it was, it was a blessed year so if you can clean the turkey and eat it and still mount it how do you keep from mounting every bird that you kill <laughs> oh man cameron you should see my freezer buddy there's about 40 of them in there that i want to mount oh <laughs> uh, if i if i kill him and he's in good shape I keep the cape, man. I can't, I can't yeah. throw them away. And, and most yeah. of the time I, I try and, I try and get to them as quick as I can to keep them really good. And, uh, I got a whole freezer full of them bad boys that, uh, that need mounted. And, um, but I keep a lot of them. I really do. And I'm, I, for the longest time, man, I'm not one of those guys that figured out turkey taxidermy very quickly. I, you know, it took me years to figure these things out, and I still don't have them figured out. But I would mount, I would practice on my own turkeys, and I can't tell you how many of them that I threw away in the process. You know, I would keep their beard and spurs or whatever, but I would, I would mm-hmm. go through the mounting process and never be happy with it. And I would spend all day out there trying to, trying to get them right and. I'm talking. I'm talking. This has been a year, years of, of, of a struggle trying, trying to get these things right. But you know, you don't want to. You don't want to do that with a customer's bird. So it was always my birds. I was, or my friends' birds that I was tinkering with, trying to trying to figure out the mounting process. Yeah. Has there been a turkey of your own or someone sent to you that that was just super unique? Well, there's another interview that. I cannot imagine not wanting to hear the last half of it. So if someone's in that position and they want to hear the last half of the interview, Cameron, tell them one way of the two ways that they can listen to the last half. Well, let's say you're only interested in turkey taxidermy, and this is the only episode you want to have the full premium content for this one episode. You can go to our website, theturkeyhunterpodcast.com, or go to iamturkeyhunting.com and find this episode, followed by the letters P.S. You can buy that single episode, because that stands for premium single, and you'll have it for all time. 
for 99 cents. You'll get the second half of the episode, get to hear us finish our interview and hear us talk at the end amongst ourselves. So that's one way you can go about getting it. If you want to join the whole flock here and have all of our episodes from all our past episodes to our next 52 weeks, Andy, how can someone become a subscriber? I make it sound a lot harder than it really is, but all you need to do is text the word Turkey Hunter to the number 44222. After you do that, then I'm going to send you some very simple instructions that you'll need to follow, and eventually I'm going to email you a link that you can click on where you can create your username and password for the Podbean application and pay the $18 per year fee to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. It is that easy. It will take you literally about 15 seconds to do it. And that is the second way that you can listen to the rest of this week's awesome episode. Absolutely. Do it. It's fantastic. That was that was a lot of fun. Again, you know, they're all fun, but that one right. there there was some there was some BS being spread in that one. But, <laughs> but not by Tanner. I think it was primarily by you. Yeah, probably so. so I mean, I am a turkey hunter. There's some truth to that. <laughs> all right, I, I got one question for you. If you knew how to, you know, mount a wild turkey well, more or less than 20 mounted turkeys in your house? Mm, less. Mm. I don't know that they'd actually be in my house, but my my attic would be full of them. Well, let me tell you why I say less. I like to make money. And so if I were really good at it, I would be mounting them for other people mm. and charging a fee to do so. See, if I just knew how to do it, though, every turkey I kill in that moment, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is the most beautiful one ever, you know? <laughs> so well, and you know, myself you, coming home and being so hyped up that I just start mounting him immediately. Well, if you think back to what Tanner said, you know, he said he's got, what, 20 in his freezer? Yeah. So, or 40. I think he said he had 40 in his freezer. Yeah, he said a bunch. Yeah. So, you know, I can see them going into the freezer and then saying, okay, I'm going to pull this one out because the one I just yeah. put in there is better than this one. Culling them out kind of like a bass fisherman does in a bass tournament. Yeah. that That's what I would envision myself doing is because I would get so hype after every one that I would want to mount it. And then the, the thought would die off as I got another one and another one. And, you know... <laughs> I can see you throwing that super Jake in your vest and thinking. Oh, he had that one. He had that one feather with a little bit of white on it. Oh my gosh! Got to mount it. I've got to get him mounted. <laughs> the way he came, just gobbling like crazy and strutting, and man, look at, look at the middle of his fan. It's taller than the rest. Of it. How sick is that? <laughs> That's unique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got beard rod. It's only four inches on. I mean, this is great. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, that would be me. That that's about right. But yeah, it's super cool project to do. I mean, I, I think that would be a fun art to learn. I mean, and you have to be artistic to be able to do what those people do. Mm -hmm. And he definitely has it. You know, he said it came with a lot of hard work. But if you look at his pictures online and stuff, he's definitely paying a lot of attention to detail. It's a good looking mount. 
Yeah. I, I got to figure out what it's going to take for me to mount a turkey. I've never mounted one yet. And I don't know when it's going to be or what it's going to be that makes me finally decide to mount one. Well, you've killed some really good birds. And so what is it going to take? I don't know. Three beers? Wisconsin, Wisconsin was the closest I got. God, that bird is huge. Yeah, I know. And I, I almost regret not mounting him, but I, it's not going to be a multi-bearded bird. Multi-beards, that, that's not what gets me going, at least. It's going to be like, if I kill one with two spurs the size of that Wisconsin gobbler, or one with a bigger spur than that, it, he'll probably get mounted. What about an albino? That would do it. Double-bearded, inch-and-a-half spurs that are white. Yeah, the bird he described, that would be getting mounted. <laughs> and I would probably go supervise its mounting every day to make sure he didn't run off with it. I like how he casually answered that question when you said, do you have any, have you had any unique looking birds come in? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, I've had several come in. Let's see. Well, yeah. I'm doing, about to do one that's white, all white albino and has two beards. Oh, yeah, and inch and a half spurs. Yeah, inch and a half spurs. and Oh, those are white, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. and he weighed 42 pounds. I forgot the... Yeah. yeah that, He's somewhat unique. A little that's going to be a pretty cool trophy. Yeah, I can't wait to see a picture of it. I hope he posts it online. I'm sure he will after he mounts it, but that, that'll be pretty neat for sure. I think yeah. if I kill one that has two spurs on each leg, that may be what gets me. I've, I've always wanted to do that for some reason. That would be pretty neat. Yeah. So anyway, pretty yeah. cool. Y'all check out Full Draw Taxidermy on social media. Contact him if you're wanting to mount a bird or a deer or a bear or whatever it is. I think he'll do you a good job and hope you guys enjoyed hearing from Tanner and his quest for the Super Slam and telling us a little bit about the taxidermy world behind wild turkeys. Very cool. Yeah, do that. Let him know you guys heard him on the turkey hunter podcast yeah please we always encourage you to do that is that your favor of the week or you got something else up your sleeve well that is a favor for this week but the real favor of the week is this i know a lot of people have had their thanksgiving plans canceled or altered and i am going to ask you guys to just take a little extra time this year and reflect back as crazy as this year has been reflect back on what you really are thankful for and i guarantee you there are a handful if not two or four hands full of people and if you're not going to see them face to face on thanksgiving day reach out to them shoot them a text message i mean just something as easy as that and just let them know that you're thankful that they are in your lives you're thankful for their friendship or their parenting you for all the years that they put up with your bs or that you're thankful that they are your children and that you got to put up with their bs but take that extra time this year and if you are going to be alone or just with your immediate family and not your extended family, don't just use that time just to lounge around and be a slug. Put forth that little bit of effort. Let those people know you miss them and you appreciate them. I like that a lot. Please do that. I'll do that myself. So on that note, I'm going to say that I am 
extremely thankful for all of you guys that listen to this show. Whether you subscribe to the premium content or you do not, I'm very, very thankful for you because if you didn't listen to this, and it still amazes me that so many of you do, (laughs) but (laughs) I mean, it doesn't really because we do put out good content, but it's like, who wants to listen to me? (laughs) Yeah, our guests are good. I'll give us that, but I don't know about the no rest doubt. of it. Yeah, no doubt. I envision most people skip this whole part anyway and probably won't hear it. <laughs> the guest leaves, they're done. <laughs> probably so. Probably so. But I, I really am. I'm thankful for you guys who listen to the show. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to do this show for you and with you because you are in my mind, and I know you're in Cameron's mind every single episode as well because... When we put these things together, look, we weed out a lot of ideas because there's always the question of, is that going to be a good enough show to put out? Do we have enough good content if we talk about that topic where we can put that show out? And so anyway, thank you guys for listening. I I appreciate it greatly. I know that Cameron does, and I'm speaking for him when he's here. So if he's got something to add to that, he certainly can. Or if he doesn't, then we're just moving on. No, I definitely appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening, especially our premium subscribers. You are the reason we're still going on this show, so we appreciate it. And we put a lot of hard work and time into this and hearing from y'all and others about how they enjoyed a certain episode or great job, guys, anything like that that I've seen on social media. It's really encouraging, so thank you for doing that. Yeah. So with that said, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week and a happy Thanksgiving. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.